Sword of Omens, come to my hand. Ooh, that's nice. Where'd you get that? Well, it's been passed down for generations for thousands of years. Will Circuit City price match that? Circuit what? I, I don't know. If, Gamer gift card. I really don't have time for this, pal. Trade in? Okay, I'm out of here. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to CADCast number six. I'm your host, GPD, and I'm joined again in the studio by the Wombat. Hi, everyone. How's it going? That was a good introduction. Right that there. was your getting much better at this. Oh, yes. Practice makes perfect. We have a big, exciting show to you, for you guys today. Uh, we got a lot of uh, great stuff to talk about, uh, including Shigeru Miyamoto's visit to NYC. Very exciting time. Father of Mario and Zelda. Yes. Uh, and Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong, right. How could I forget Donkey Kong? Everyone, Sorry. Everyone loves the monkey. I do, too. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Microsoft's midlife crisis, which was an article that appeared in Forbes magazine. We're also going to talk about... Was uh, that at your dentist's office? No, it wasn't. It was on the interweb. Oh, okay. The dentist doesn't have current magazines, you know. <laughs> You're only going to get Forbes magazine. You didn't from say like it was a recent interview in Forbes magazine. Right, right. True. We're going to talk about some uh, cheap-ass gamer deal news. We're going to talk about G4, uh, G4's four is down, downward spiral into uh, hell. Possibly. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to do a little superhero game roundup again now that uh, some of these games that we sort of did a preview on a few shows ago, we're going to get into that. Since we actually own one of them. And play them, and uh, we'll see what else we have time uh, for as the show goes on. But let's start off with uh, Miyamoto's visit to the Nintendo World Store in Rockefeller Center here in New York City. It was a good time. It was a great time. Uh, we got there around quarter to 11. Yes, we got there around a quarter to 11. We didn't have to wait too long. No, they did uh, make Although us... I am still a little upset that the uh, video game editor from Penthouse was ushered in before us, but I'll let it slide. I'll tell you, you get, you, once, you get used to dealing with like the PR people when you hand them your business card that says cheap-ass gamer on it. A lot of these people have no idea what the hell you've just handed them and think that, you know... You're not running a professional outfit here like uh, like we do at Cheap Ass Gamer. Exactly. But, but eventually they see the light and they, they do let us in usually. <laughs> usually. Um, so it was a really exciting event. Yeah, we had a chance to talk uh, to a few different people, including the managing editor of Joystick.com, Vladimir Cole, and we got a little bit of an uh, interview with him. Yes, nice guy. We have an interview. I guess we can play that uh, now. Sound good? Now. Okay, here we go. Play it. So we're here now with Vladimir Cole, the managing editor of Joystick.com. Uh, what do you think of this uh, display here today? This is quite a scene. I think all the wildlife of New York City and the surrounding environments has come uh, even as far away as Canada. So uh, some guys were here since something like 5 o'clock last night. We did see some people who had uh, sleeping bags with them, so that's a pretty good sign that there's some hardcore people here. Yeah, this is the hardest of the hardcore. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I see a lot of uh, love for... Uh, Miyamoto-san. Yeah. Miyamoto-san. Yeah, one guy has tattoos uh, of Link on his arm. Yeah, one we guy was wearing a Miyamoto t-shirt that actually had his name and birth date on it. Whoa. Uh, you know, I, I wonder if Miyamoto is a little freaked out by this. I don't know if Japanese fans necessarily do the whole hugging they, thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they mean, are people actually able to touch him? Yeah, there's a lot of touching going on. <laughs> a little bit too much. Well, touching is good, as they say in the Nintendo commercials. So I guess you can't really turn them away. Living the slogan right now. He's doing a lot of touching, and he no seems to be costume. Though. I'm a little disappointed. No one in full Mario get up or Link get up for the uh, 
afternoon's activities or morning. It's still morning, isn't it? Well, I did see a guy with a power glove on, so that sort of counts as extremely dorky. Yeah, yeah. No, there's plenty of that. There's a guy with an NES controller strapped to his head, another one with the NES controller strapped to his wrist. Uh, we're going to spend some time going through the line and actually taking photos. That's probably a good idea. I definitely. That's, yeah. It's not as nice as uh, Vlad's camera, but it's, not, it's better than mine. That was a riveting piece of media entertainment. <laughs> oh, it sure was. Um, it was really cool, though, to see. That nah, was. It was pretty cool. It was cool to see, like, the fans interacting with Miyamoto, and they he were really, was, like, humble. He was nice. He was a nice guy. Definitely. Well, he didn't understand anything that anybody was he saying. He had though. no clue what anyone was saying to him, which was actually probably more amusing than anything else. Yeah. But probably the most amusing thing uh, of the show. I, you say amusing. I say infuriating. But, <laughs> right. yes. Uh, we actually spotted, or I spotted, uh, Reggie Phil's... Reggie Philemy. Philemy, that's how you say it. He's the senior sales uh, marketing of, dude. Uh, Nintendo Nintend of America. Yeah, so we spotted him uh, there, so we figured we would go up and try to get a little CAG uh, exclusive interview with him. Which we did. Which we did. Uh, the only problem was I forgot to turn the microphone on. So we have a uh, whole lot of nothing. So we got a whole lot of nothing. But you know what? You really didn't miss that much. I mean, most of the interview was just Wombat really just kissing his ass. Yes, I real. I will admit I did. I was oh. really awful. I talked about Medios. Medios is the best game I've ever played. I sleep with my DS under my pillow. Right, so I keep it warm and cozy in my bum. Right. <laughs> and I, I admit that I did try to kiss his ass a little bit, too. Uh, I was saying how impressed I was that the T-shirts were so reasonably priced at the Nintendo store. Oh, you guys, it's almost a good thing that this thing was uh, never recorded because we, we would have lost all credibility. Yeah, because... Not that we have any anyway. I had gone to the, to the store opening and I was really sh shocked to see that the T-shirts were only 13 bucks. Um, but then I noticed that they had jacked up the prices quite a bit uh, between now and then. So that statement that I made to Reggie... Quite a bit, $2.00. No, no, three dollars. Three dollars. But sorry, that was $3. that was only like some. Lame they are shirt. different shirts. Yeah, but whatever. They jacked the prices up, and uh, I didn't turn on the microphone. I'm still defending Nintendo. Wasn't it like two <laughs> weeks ago? People said that I hated Nintendo. No, you're a Nintendo fanboy, and you proved it with your uh, ass kissing experience. Yeah, well, I just want a job. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Well, so I dropped the ball on that one, but you know, we always learn something uh, when we do yes. something for the first time, and now I know. Never turn the microphone off. There you go. Just keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. Keep it like I do. That's right. That's right. So maybe next time we'll remember to, uh, to do things right. And just give another thank you to Vladimir who actually made let us interview him with the microphone on. Yes, that was nice. Yeah, very nice of him. Yeah, and thanks for Nintendo. It was a very cool event, actually. It was a great event. They were very nice. I definitely had the warm, fuzzy feeling the entire time. You know, it was just really great to see fans... You know, a whole bunch of fans together. People had their DSs out. It was it was fun. I walked around with my DS on. I had my Nintendogs on, and I had the uh, the thing to get new dogs with bark mode. Yeah. And I actually, just by hanging out with all these people, was able to pick up a new dog. That's right. I got Miyamoto's dog. Wow. I got the Jack Russell Terrier, which is not available on any cartridge. It's cool when you get it. It actually has a little message for Miyamoto congratulating you for finding his dog. Nice. Yes. And you get a special present. What's the present? It's a pink rhinestone collar. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> that may be from the Miyamoto personal collection, actually. I believe so. <laughs> very nice, very nice. So good times. Good time was had by all, I think. And they I had think so. and they serve free pizza, which we didn't get. Which we somehow managed to not get. We dropped the ball again. 
We did. Last time I take you anywhere. <laughs> All right. Next, let's talk about this Forbes article, uh, Microsoft's Midlife Crisis. Uh, basically, what it goes on to say is that now Microsoft uh, is 30 years old and they're still relying upon most of their older products to uh, provide uh, their revenue and profits. And surprisingly enough, uh, Xbox is losing uh, quite a, still losing quite a bit of money for Microsoft, that they've lost $4 billion in the last four years uh, on Xbox, which is uh, pretty surprising, I think, because it's done pretty well in the U.S. Yes. I think Xbox has done well in the U.S. But they're still, they're still bleeding money. I guess, and they're they're sort of hoping that the Xbox 360 that they've learned their lesson uh, in keeping production costs down and uh, finding additional sources of revenue. They're they're predicting that Xbox Live is going to be a lot more popular this time around with Xbox 360. And what's their reasoning for that? Well, right now only 10% of uh, Xbox users are on Xbox Live, and they're all 14. And they're all 14, and they swear a lot and. Uh, say derogatory terms about gay people. Um, <laughs> but they're expecting that the X- Xbox Live is going to be much more popular this time around because they're including sort of a basic version of Xbox Live for free with the 360. That's the Xbox Live Silver Plan, uh-huh. which yes. lets you do everything, I think, but actually play the games online. Is that what? No, I think you can play games. No, no, play no. Games Only online. the gold one will let, gold package will let you play the games. X- uh, silver package lets you. I have you, a gold package. <laughs> That must be uh, very painful for Mrs. Wombat. <laughs> um, so now that I have the vision of your gold package in my mind, I'm pretty much <laughs> I'm pretty much done for the day. Um, so they're they're hoping that you know the exposure to the Xbox Live service are gonna, is going to result in more subscribers, and they're they're expecting 50 percent now for Xbox 360. That's a pretty high number. That's pretty ambitious, I think. That is an ambitious number. It, unless, of course, 10 people buy the Xbox 360 and then five is not an ambitious number. Right, right. So this is sort of... Which I don't think will happen. Yeah, and a 50 seems, 50% seems pretty high. But, you know, it is Microsoft. It could be a good thing. I mean, I, I would be very happy if more people were on, were on Xbox Live. I actually think it would be better because then they could even narrow down the who you play with peripherals even more. Not just the that, app. but there's there's more reason for developers to have downloadable content if there's more people who can uh, take advantage of it. And I do it. like the downloadable content. I think that's probably the best thing about the Xbox. Yeah, I haven't really taken advantage of it that much, but... Oh, it's the best. It's, it's great. I mean, for so many games, even uh, game, even games you forget about after a while, you know, Splinter Cell. Right. With new maps. New life. Like, it breathes, breathes new life. Exactly. Um, so... Microsoft is hoping that the Xbox 360 is going to breathe new life into their video game division. Um, they're pretty confident that they got the formula right this year, that they're first, and that they're not going to be uh, $4 billion in the hole again uh, four years from now on Xbox 360. $4 billion loss here. There's, what, a $50, million, $50 billion gain somewhere else. So We'll see what happens. Yeah, it all balances out for them in the end. Absolutely. Don't cry for Microsoft. I'm not crying for Microsoft, but a lot of the um, Xbox fanboys, I think, were a little upset by this uh, by this news that they were losing money on the on the Xbox so much. It's not unusual with something with a new business endeavor, even for a company like Microsoft, to, to take such a big nosedive. I just think it will take time, and I don't think they failed. Right, they just haven't succeeded yet. I mean, it's it's just like their their web presence. You know, they really they've been working really hard. Um, but yet they really are not 
competing favorably compared to um, Yahoo and Google in terms of their search engine and yeah. other web endeavors. Other web endeavors. Baba Booey. And exactly. a Baba Booey to you all. So, uh, yeah, that's the Microsoft uh, middle age crisis. Sounds good. Yes. All right, let's move on to a little cheap-ass gamer deal news. There's really, it's sort of been sort of slow it's lately, been, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, I think it's because the holidays are coming up and people know that people are going to buy things full price on the holidays because that's what happens. And and there is still Black Friday coming soon, Very I'm sure. Soon. I'm going to miss it this time. I miss it every year. So we only have a, a couple things to really talk about. Uh, EB Games has a really good uh, trade-in deal going on right now, and, and very often the trade-in deals are sort of quite uh, lackluster. Um, but this one you'll get, it's basically one of these, the more you trade in, the more you save. So if you trade in three games, you get $3 additional per title, four games, $4 additional, and five games, $5 additional per title. So if you trade in five games, you get $25 of credit before you even get the actual credit on the games. But Just there the are exclusions. There are exclusions. Yeah. So I can't trade in my Madden 2001. No. But you probably could trade in your Britney Spears, uh, Britney Spears dance beat. That game goes with me to the grave. I, I actually traded that in last time. And I was. this expires on Saturday, October 1st, so you sort of got to get there so soon. So get your backpack together with the 30 games. And I have like 30 games that I'm thinking of doing. But I also had sort of a revelation that maybe I'll just give those away on Cheap Ass Gamer as like a contest. Do win. I get one? No, no, no. It's like win Cheapy's game collection before so I he get gets one. the hell out of here. One game? Why not? Sure. I want Britney's dance beat. <laughs> I gave that away already. Damn it. I already sold that back. I never win. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with my uh, 20 or 30 games that I'm winning. 20 or 30 games, yes. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And You uh, have to think of something creative. Right. There has to be, you can't just give it away. Who can do the best phony phone call to Wombat's house at 3 in the morning? Yeah, I don't know if I like that idea. Mrs. Wombat. Mrs. Wombat will she not will like that it. idea. She will love it. I'll post my phone number on the uh, thread for this. On the interweb. Yeah, on the interweb. (laughs) Sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Other deal news, we have uh, some exclusive Red Octane deals coming this week. I've been talking to the Red Octane guys. Uh, Red Octane makes um, accessories, uh, mostly for dancing games like DDR. Cool. Um, And they're going to give us uh, some exclusive deals. I could stand to do a few DDR sessions. Yes, that's true. We all could, I think. Yes. As we get a little, as we've had our bellies, yes. So uh, look for that. We're gonna. Pro- I'll probably post those on Monday. I'm thinking. Any any ideas on what we may have to look? I out? know exactly. Yeah, what we're gonna get, but I'm gonna keep it a secret. Oh, you're a jerk. But they're accessories. They're uh, they're basically all accessories, like uh, like the fighting stick and uh, nice. If you need the pedal for the uh, gun games, you know, like the reload pedals. Oh, awesome! I know you've been you've been waiting for that one. I kind of think that's pretty nifty, actually, like for time crisis. Yeah, would... Well, it's the price is probably going to be right for you on on this one. It's it's pretty reasonable. Cool. Well, reasonable is you know my middle name. Yeah, and it have... really is too. My parents are mean. Yeah. So that's that's all I have for the for the sort of the deal news of this week. You know of anything else that we should be talking about? No, I don't know of anything coming up. I know I've been uh, relatively good in the past, but right now, yeah, there's a few Amazon yeah. cheapies on the front page. There are some Amazon stuff on the front page. I do, which I do have up now, but uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing great. All right, well let's let's move on and talk a little bit about G4. Uh, I was telling Wombat uh, earlier today that I was that I was watching the uh, channel there. And I saw this commercial for The Man Show. Yes, The Man Show. I guess television for gamers isn't really true anymore for them. Well, 
I mean, not that I didn't like that. I mean, I not that I didn't like that show. The Man Show. The Man Show. The Man Show was, you know, fine in its day, but but it doesn't need to be on in repeats in prime time exactly. on a channel like G4, I would think. Exactly. If you want to show it at a, you know, two mid- in the morning, two in the morning, or, or something. When, it, when they show those infomercials on at like eight in the morning. Exactly. Then you want to show the Man Show. That's fine. But prime time viewing, your main, your showcase time, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little strange, and you know we've noticed. And that I actually kind of like Cinematech. Which yeah, is the like, show that's I on like, it. I like a few of the shows there. Yeah. But well, that's what's on now at 10 o'clock. I guess they're getting rid or they're only going to do one episode of Cinematech. It's not a bad show. Well, they're, they're obviously shaking things up over at G4 because the, the CEO and founder has just stepped down and been replaced. And there's been other. I heard he was let go. Let go, yeah. There's other uh, executive shakeups there as well. Um, so this is sort of a big hint that G4 is uh, likely to be changing their format. And I've read that there are, this is a good sign that they're going to be uh, more like Spike TV. Which is sad because already – first of all, there already is a Spike TV, which already is okay. okay. I don't necessarily love Spike TV. But I like the idea of a network geared towards video game and gamers and that yeah, well, sort of type of person. I don't think shows like The Man Show and Fastlane – Right. That's their other big uh, coup yeah, <laughs> scoring other big a coup, old uh, – Terrible show with uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That didn't even last a season. But, uh, I mean, what's I mean, what's next for them? If it's, anything, if you're going to go show repeats, at least show repeats of the old Dungeons & Dragons cartoon from the 80s. You'd think that would make a little more sense. So, obviously... Or Captain N. Remember Captain N? That was a great yeah, show. I'm yeah. digressing. Yeah. So, something is something strange is happening in the, at G4, and it, it doesn't really appear uh, positive. No. How many viewers did they have in prime time? How many viewers? You yeah, we looked. We did. A, we me. did a little research, um, and we found out that G four during prime time in the second quarter of two thousand five only has forty nine thousand viewers, which seems like a really low number. Uh, it's about forty nine thousand more listeners than we have. No, it's not. It's like <laughs> no. forty seven thousand more. Or exactly. But then again, we're not a cable TV channel, and we're not on in uh, how many million homes? Fifty three million homes. Fifty three million homes, and the best they could do is fifty thousand viewers a night. That that is. It doesn't time. sound very good. No, and we compared it with some other cable channels who are you know doing and you know they do get millions and millions of viewers, yes. prime time viewers. So they're they're not even on. Close to breaking into the top 25 of cable channels. Well, what kind of show would you like to see? I would like to see a show about a large, bald white man who moves to Tokyo and runs a video game website from Tokyo and like gets into all kinds of adventures because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Interesting. Where would they find a man like that? I, I couldn't imagine, but... The casting call would be tremendous. Yes, yes. Um, but that's, you know... Something original like that. Would he have an annoying yet devilish, devilishly handsome sidekick? <laughs> it's possible. Oh, just it, check. It could be have. It could happen. Um, but clearly, it looks like they're getting off the video game thing and going for uh, the general youth audience. That's sort of hot. So we'll probably see some sort of wrestling on there soon. Or it's only a matter of time. They did have battle bots for a while. I remember when that was on that. Right. Right. So G four. I don't know. It's looking like the ship is going down. It's, it's kind of sad because their shows aren't necessarily terrible. Some of them do need some work, but they're not terrible. I mean, I like Attack of the Show. I think it's it's 
You know what cute. is you know what is terrible though? What? The quality of commercials that they the show. The quality of commercials is pretty pathetic. I mean, that's an, another big hint that there's the ship is going down. Do you have bones? <laughs> <laughs> I love that commercial. Every time that commercial comes on, I turn around and I'm just like, "What? What? Why worms? Are, why some worms? Why some creepy Russian chick asking me about worms?" Yeah, and every other commercial is like a some shady video game school, school yes. that you've never heard of that you can get your degree <laughs> online except in like three states. Is it in Massachusetts and Texas? Where we have where they have sense or something. <laughs> I play games for a living. Wow. Okay. Anyway. I love you talk to most programmers. Isn't it kind of tedious? What? Programming. Programming? Yeah. Yeah, but these commercials are just like, you know, they're just trying to take them, get just, a check. Just saying. Yeah, I'm sure programming is not all fun and games. It's very hard work. Yeah, someone's going to sue us now. Why? I don't know, the Russian worm lady. <laughs> Verms? <laughs> Verms. Nah, they like the publicity. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. So stay tuned for <laughs> G4's imminent uh, demise. Yeah, well, we'll start our own network. Right. C4. C4. <laughs> all right, let's do our little, I see. Let's do our little <laughs> superhero game roundup here. Um, there's been a ton of superhero games that it have come out in the a, last a, month or so. A glut on the market of uh, superhero games, which isn't always a bad thing. Right, when the games are good, it's good, and we sort of went, uh, we sort of did pretty well with this batch. Relatively. You have the uh, uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, X Men Two, Marvel I, Nemesis, yes. and Ultimate Spider Man have all come out in the last. Month. Month or so. We'll say month. We'll round it up. Month or so. So I know that you've been playing a lot of Hulk as a I. Yes. And I, lately I've been playing more X-Men too. Right. I need to get back to Hulk. But Hulk is really an awesome game. It's fun. I think like, you know, the part of the, you know how like Spider-Man has that whole swing mechanic that makes it interesting? Hulk has like, you know, the jump mechanic. Hulk can do like the super. The super high jump and the running on walls is pretty cool too. It's really cool. I think like the destructible environments and the fact that there's so many different ways that you can mm-hmm. take down the enemies and do them in like uh, in- visually interesting ways uh, says a lot about yeah. uh, how great the game is. It's definitely a good thing. Yeah, even Mrs. Cheapy will watch me play that one because it looks so cool to see everything. And get normally she beat doesn't up. even like being in the same room as you. <laughs> I know. So it's that tough. says a lot. It's tough. Um, so that's a winner, Hulk. We both agree that Hulk uh, Ultimate Hulk Destruction gets a, a thumbs up. is a winner. Two thumbs up. All right, let's talk about uh, X-Men 2, Rise of the Apoc- Apocalypse. Yes, X-Men 2 is, I, I mean, X-Men Legends 1 was a very good game with a couple of flaws. Okay. Uh, the couple of flaws really were with no online play, I thought was a, was a, a relatively big flaw, I which guess. They a lot of, which they fixed. The other flaw to me was... Not enough unlockables early enough in the game as far as costumes and things goes because I'm I'm a dork. I want right. I want lots of costumes. Well, they're, they're they're selling to the dork crowd. I think they the are. And I also didn't like the fact that when I beat the game, I couldn't play the game again yes, with the character I was that I very disappointed with about that as well. The game, the new one, is pretty much the same thing with all those problems fixed, mm-hmm. which makes it a very good game. Yes. If you like dungeon crawlers then you'll like this game. Yeah, if, if you, you like Gauntlet or even like a simple hack and slash. Like yeah. a Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. Yeah. You're going to like If you like those games, you're going to like this game. If you like X-Men, you're really going to like this game. Normally, I would say the game is probably like a what an, an 8. But if you like uh, Dungeon Crawlers and not X-Men, I'd give it an 8.5. And if you like X-Men, I'd give it like a 9.2. Wow. 
That's some scale you got there. That's my that's my weighted scale. No, definitely it's a quality game. The graphics are a little bit better, I think. The graphics are better, especially on my TV. Yes, you have the high definition and uh, widescreen widescreen support. But there's something very annoying about, about that. About the online, I can't play in that resolution online with you. <laughs> or anybody else. That doesn't have the same resolution as me. That is really weird. I it don't know, weird. recall seeing that before. And it really games. looks kind of, you can't go backwards. You can't go backwards and look at the Once t- you the go screen. high def, you can't go you back. You can't go back because everything just looks like blurry and you're, you're like, squinting at the TV. That's really weird. So... I don't know. That bugs me a lot, but the online play is really fun, and the game is really fun. So definitely definitely another recommended superhero title. I do recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I like the fact that you can play as the teams with special bonuses and stuff. If you're, if you're a comic book nerd like me, you'll like it. Right. All right. Let's talk about Marvel Nemesis, which is the EA-made uh, fighting game that features yes. some Marvel characters and some made-up characters. Which I think got pretty uh, much slammed by game rankings uh, and everyone else. Yeah, it did not receive the best of reviews. Um, I think what really hurt it was the fact that it just didn't have that many characters that you could select, and n- not that many real Marvel characters. You know, who wants to play? Who wants to play with the made-up EA characters? I yeah, mean, that's, could that be any lamer? That that was uh, that's pretty disappointing, and I don't even think that's what's most disappointing. I think what's most disappointing is that even as a fighting game... It was too simple, I think. It was too simple. It's lacking. There are a lot of great fighting games out there that EA could have easily ripped off. Let's just brass tacks laid on the table. They could have ripped off Soul Calibur 2. They could have ripped off Virtua Fighter. They could have ripped off Tekken and kept those... Style of right. game, the you know all the buttons in Marvel Nemesis could have done what the buttons in that game do. Right. But instead, they tried something. They tried to make it really simple, simple, I think. And that took away from it. Right. They should have said, "Look, it's it's like Tekken, but you get to play as Spider-Man." And right. then people would have been like, "That's awesome. Where do I sign up?" Right. Instead, it's <laughs> it's not like Tekken, and you get to play as Johnny Ohm, a, exactly. a made-up uh, EA character. And also, if, if your game. Don't name your game imperfect. <laughs> right, don't put it right. Don't put imperfect in the title. It makes it too easy for critics. It does. Yes. We don't really need to see that title again. Yeah, the average review score on game rankings, the Xbox version a sixty three. Yeah, that's PlayStation weak. two a sixty one. Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh there are p- some even some PSP like a rental reviews at best. out now, it seems. Oh. Uh, only one. PSM magazine already reviewed and gave it a five Yikes. out of ten. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> NG on that one. No good. No good. <laughs> no good. That gets a, uh, a 6.5 on the sliding scale All right. of having not played it. <laughs> right. Well, you played the demo. We did play the demo, which I didn't like. What about uh, Ultimate Spider-Man? Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man I played. We played at the Nintendo World Story. We played World at the Nintendo World, World Story, Story when we went there. to see our good friend Miyamoto. Yeah, the impressions for me was that it was a lot like Spider-Man 2. Um, except with the comic book uh, graphics, the cell shading. Well, they don't want to, they don't call it cell shading. They call it some three D comic book something or other. It's not bad. I mean, playing it, it was fun. It's fun. I'm sure I would like it for twenty dollars. Yeah, I found like with Spider Man Two that I got sort of really tired of. The I game. was incredibly disappointed with Spider Man Two. Yeah, I mean, I found like it was fun to jump off the buildings and swing around, but like all the combat stuff and the the missions were just really boring. Uh, everything else in the game was really. It was also glitchy. And it was glitchy, yeah. Almost, you hear the same yeah. stuff over and over, over and again. Over and over. It was like a very different from the Hulk, where the Hulk, like all the fighting and stuff, is really fun 
And even when you fail missions and have to do them over again, never really gets that frustrating because... Unless you're me. Unless you... Well, you get frustrated easily. I do. Uh, but just because the combat is so fun, it's fun being the Hulk. They made it fun to be the Hulk. I don't think that they've... You know, they got a little bit... Away, they got a little more room for uh, excellence here in the Spider-Man games. Yes, they do. I think they do. And I, from what I've heard, this game gets very good. I think the idea of playing as Venom is a good idea. There are still some open-end sections of it, which is nice. I, I do like op- the open-end, the sandbox world. I am a fan of that. I'm not using the term GTA clone anymore. I've taken that. I'm trying to remove that from the lexicon. Right. Open-ended. Open-ended or, sa- sandbox. or sandbox. Okay. So... It's my mini-revolution... I think Ultimate Spider-Man sort of gets, you know, if you like Spider-Man 2, you're probably going to, you know, if you weren't tired of Spider-Man 2, then you probably will like this. But if you had enough of Spider-Man 2, you may want to see what they come up with next, I think. I heard it's good. I heard it is a little more linear in that if you were a fan of the original Spider-Man on the PlayStation, the PlayStation yep. Spider-Man was a great game. Mm-hmm. You may like this. Mm-hmm. So, and if, you, and if you don't, try and find the original Spider-Man for the regular PlayStation and probably find it for, what, $3 somewhere. <laughs> probably, something great like that. Great game. All right. Very nice. That's, and it's funny, like, all these superhero games, all Marvel games. All Mar- well, I guess it's their time. I mean, DC has not, DC has really never made a good game. I'm sure someone will come think of something and post it, but right now I can't think of one good DC game. Hmm. Aquaman? Batman Returns for Super Nintendo? Uh, exactly. Batman Return of the Joker on the NES? That yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. Batman on the Game Boy wasn't bad either. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. all. And there isn't, uh, didn't, is it the Xbox 360 that's supposed to have the DC Universe? Uh, Oh, I don't know. You told me yeah, about that. Something. I think. They're supposed to have the D- big DC universe. I think uh, MMORPG, and I think PS2 is going to get the Marvel one. I could be wrong about this, though. Right. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, a new segment here. Uh, we're going to call it the CAG wish list, I think. Sounds good. Uh, this is a ripoff. I don't know if you've watched Bill Maher's show real I don't. time. Uh, he does a thing called New Rules at the end of the show where he gives new rules that he thinks that people should follow. So this is the CAG version, CAG wish list. We give our wish, wishes of what uh, we'd like to see in the game, gaming industry. So who's going to go first? I think you are. Okay, I'm going to go first. Uh, my first rule, rather my first wish, is don't bother making a racing game unless it's going to be better than Burnout. I think that's a good idea. Because it seems like all these, there's so many racing games and so, so very few can even come close to touching the greatness that is Burnout. You're probably right. I mean, I played uh, three of these uh, upcoming Xbox 360 racers, uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, Ridge Racer 6, and and the new Test Drive game, and none of them were nearly as good as Burnout Revenge, or even Burnout 3, for that matter. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we've been playing a lot of Burnout uh, Revenge, and it's- Burnout's great. If you don't have it, pick it up. It's, it's awesome. It's, it, uh, it, there are very few games worth the fifty bucks, and I, and I think this game is. I don't it, de- it definitely is. If you ha- if you play on uh, online, definitely. Uh, I think what makes Burnout stand up, stand out, and why uh, I made this wish here is that it just has such a great sense of speed, and no one's been able to really touch that. I think so, also, and I also think it's it's a just you know playing a game online where there's even just something kind of different than the usual deathmatch type game. The idea where you're just racing a car against six other people, there's just something, it's just something different. And you, at that point, you don't even right. care that you're playing with a 14-year-old. Right. So basically, in North Dakota. basically, I'm allowing uh, Gran Turismo to come out again. 
Yes. And uh, Forza. Forza. Project Gotham. Three for Xbox 360. Maybe. Maybe. I'll allow that. Maybe. I mean, it's probably good. But other than that, <laughs> no more racing games. That's so it. Just You're burnout. Done. And maybe Full Auto for 360. That Does looks... that count? Isn't that the one where they're shooting? Yeah, I don't know if that really that counts. That doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. My second uh, CAG wish is that people need to understand this. And I, I've... After reading the CAG forums, uh, yeah, I wish people would really understand this. Just because you don't buy a console at launch doesn't mean that that person hates it. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I get accused of being an Xbox fanboy at times, and I bought my Xbox, what, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I bought it when Halo 2 came out. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of when you get around to it. Now, with Xbox 360 coming out, there's a lot of polls and stuff on the CAG forums and... They're getting really heated, the people who are buying it against the people who are waiting. And I think, you know, different different, uh, different strokes, for different different strokes for different folks. That's what I'm looking for. People, Some people don't mind waiting a few months to see what's coming out. And some people need to have it on the first day. There's nothing wrong with either of them. To each their own. Exactly. Uh, my, my one big wish, other than the GTA thing that I mentioned earlier would probably be, I, w- I think people should really stop looking at who publishes the game so much and should look more towards who develops the game. I think that's more important. I think if I see a game, Burnout's the best example. Okay. Because that game was developed by a Criterion. Okay. And with a history of quality game making and published by EA that a lot of people hate. Right, so you think the developers sometimes get a bad rap because of the publisher. Because of the publisher. Right. And I think that... The developer, I think that when you look to see when a game's coming out, I think that's what you need to look at first. Okay. The I developer think that, is the, the most important thing. People who's, are focusing too much on the on the label, on the Activision. As or, opposed to who's making it. Okay. When you go to the movies and you see it, do you look at them and go, oh, this is a 20th century Fox movie. It's going to no. be great. You look at the director. You look at, St- oh, Steven Spielberg. There's got to be something to this. Right. That's how we all need to start looking at games. Fair enough. But you actually, I don't think you said your other one. You sort of alluded to it, but I don't well, think the, actually... the other one is I no longer want people to say GTA clone or GTA type game. I think it puts too much focus on GTA and takes away from the idea of open-ended sandbox games, which is a very good idea. It's a great idea for certain games, the Hulk being one of them, but it's not a GTA clone. Right. It's, it's, a, it's just a, it's just an open-ended game. Yes. But there are a lot of GTA clones. There are a lot of GTA clones out there, and they're all pretty bad. Right. Well, we'll see. The Saints, uh, what the hell is that? Saints, what the hell was that? I have no idea. Saints Row. Saints Row for Xbox 360. I read the preview in GamePro, and the guy was, like, creaming his pants. He basically said, this game is a surefire hit, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the game uh, ships on a blank CD. That's the only way it's going to fail, he said, if they screw up the production of the game. Nice. So... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that I don't think and I don't think any genre can be really be overdone if the games are, are better than the one that came out before it. Which goes with your My burnout racing thing. thing. Yeah. Cool. Yes. All right. Are we done? I think we're done. That's how long, great. How long have we been talking for? About a half hour. Sweet. All right, guys. Well thanks for listening. Yes, and then once again, I just want to thank Larry Kenny for that wonderful intro that we recorded the other day. Uh, go watch Best Week Ever and Reno Nine One One and buy Cocoa Puffs and <laughs> and watch old uh, episodes of Bowling for Dollars and watch and buy Thundercats on DVD. Yes.
Okay. And we have some outtakes or something? Yeah, I'm going to plug on all the outtakes from the uh, Nintendo World Store. So keep keep listening. listening. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Hello and welcome to CADCast number six, broadcast live on tape from the Nintendo World Store in Rockefeller Center. I'm your host, Cheapy D, and I'm joined here, by, as usual, by Wombat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nintendo World Store. It's an exciting day here at the Nintendo World Store. Tell them why. They're lined up around the corner to get a chance to meet Shigeru Miyamoto, the father of Mario, and many consider him to be the real father of modern-day video games. I know that Wombat is very excited because he's uh, one of your heroes, right? He is. I I feel like a little schoolgirl right now, a little giddy. Um, It's very exciting. Hopefully I'll get a chance to go up and introduce myself. The line here is pretty long. I heard last count, way over 2,000 people came here today to meet. Yes, the the line is all the way around the building. I don't, does not look good that we're going to get a chance to actually say something to him, which is a shame because I've been practicing my Japanese all morning with uh, Mrs. Chibi's help. And now we'll have no chance to offend him, which may not be a bad thing when right. you think about it. That's right, <laughs> That's right because uh, I was mispronouncing something and it came out to say, uh, it's, you're very silly or something instead of like, it's an honor to meet you. It's silly to meet you. It's, yes, it's very offensive. Oaide koedes. I don't know what that means. It's, it's an honor to meet you. And I even brought him a, a cheap-ass gamer t-shirt in case uh, we have a chance to get up and close to him. Maybe I could just throw it at him. I was going to say, you should try throwing it. The security here seems relatively lax, so maybe we'll get a chance to sneak in and throw things at him. Maybe a pen or uh, maybe a book or a water bottle. Lots of water bottles around. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of uh, Nintendo Nintendogs merchan- new merchandise here in the store. Uh, including little puppies and shirts and and whatnot. Picture of his back. Yeah, take a good picture of his back. That's really uh, important. The king of games on the back of his shirt. I was just trying to get a shot of that. He is the uh, king of games, I think. We'll try and get all the pictures on the website to go along with today's cast. If it sounds a little shaky and off sorts today, it is because we are live in the stores. And I'm using a Radio Shack microphone. But it's a uh, cagified Radio Shack microphone. Yes, I stapled some uh, cheap-ass gamer business cards to the microphone, uh, and it's looking pretty money, if I do say so myself. Uh, we, they also have like a museum of sorts set up here with all kinds of uh, old-school Nintendo products uh, on display, and uh, we'll get over there in a minute. Yeah, let's, sort of, let's walk over to the, uh, the old-school Nintendo section. Oh, we can't really, can we? Yeah, we can. Well, that guy's got a Nintendo controller strapped to his head. Hey, Wombat, get a, get a picture of the guy with the Nintendo controller strapped to his head. Exactly. They, uh, they had a huge, for the grand opening, they had the whole mall area here set up with kiosks, and, you know, it was huge. It took up the whole area here, so. So, yeah, actually, it's there, and aren't those Nintendo... What are the stickers on them? Are they Nintendo stickers? Back off, I think it says. No, I don't know. It could yeah, be. So I wonder if that's an Maybe they had fewer people waiting than they thought they would. Could be. Could be. Zoom in. Wow, this guy brought his, his Nintendo. Take a picture. He's got his NES signed over here. Oh, only one thing. Oh, he didn't get it. Yeah, there's the guy with the controller strapped to his arm. <laughs> that's sort of... A photo that will appear on the site. So. Lots of photos. Pretty, yeah. It's going to be an exciting... Yeah, you could feel the... The uh, energy, it's almost electric. Electric, yes. 
So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Nobody has tried to grab... Oh, wait, who's the, who's the white guy? He just got his hand uh, shook. No. His handler, I think. I don't think he's really worthy. No, I think, uh, yeah, Miyamoto-san probably has a lot of uh, VIP attention surrounding yeah, him. Absolutely. I'm sure he didn't walk here this morning. Yeah. I also practice how to say I'm moving to Tokyo in, uh, in November. And how do you say that? Juichi Getsu ni... No, Gats Juichi Gatsu ni Tokyo ni... Uh, uh, I forgot already. Hikoki, no. Hikoshi desu. Hikoshi shimasu. Yeah, I'm pretty shitty. No skills. So they got four different kinds, or five different kinds of, uh, oh, many different kinds of little stuffed Nintendogs for sale. Let's try and get around to the other side and see if we can get some uh, okay. more info. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're going to head over to the sort of the museum area over here. Which features all the, all the classic Nintendo systems and the new ones as well, including a huge selection of uh, Game Boy SPs, with uh, every different skin imaginable, basically. But they don't have the new uh, SpongeBob uh, SquarePants one that's coming out in in uh, next week, I think. Wombat's busily snapping pictures here. Shigeru Miyamoto is actually a Jim Henson creation. Really? He is cute. Little. <laughs> oh. Wow. That he has no idea what anyone's saying in this room. I don't know what I'm saying when I break, break out my cheat card. See? <laughs> to uh, shake hands, maybe? Absolutely not. Oh, well. Go <laughs> away free DS skins would be. I think they did that already. Or maybe. Maybe that comes later. Maybe it just never happened. I think there was only... I said everybody gets one, actually, in the, in the release. Instead of, I know. It said everybody gets one. That's why. Except you, I think. It said everybody but you. Everybody but me, as per usual. Every, oh, well. I'll make a skin for you. It'll be really nice. I'm such an artiste. Whoa, he's got the power glove getting... Wow. Even Miyamoto thinks the power glove is dorky. That in an interview once. Totally snuck in. Look at that. Get in there. Get in there, dude. Get over here. There you go. Zoom, 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 my God. That's a nice shot right there, dude. I've seen this guy around, by the way. I've seen this guy at Gamer's Night Groove a few times. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it seems like I he shook his hand, too, actually. The usual crew. <laughs> yes, it's the usual New York City. Uh, by the way, I brought Miyamoto a uh, medium-sized, cheap-ass gamer shirt, and clearly it's too big. Probably. The question is, how are you going to...